0: Hi, this is Ellen Gear, and you're listening to TV Confidential. God's teeth. You never were very much of a cusser. How long, Doc? I've always pictured my life as a piece of string winding into the future. Always figured I had another 20, 30 years. 30, 60, maybe 90 days. Too bad. I had to ask, you know how it is with us engineers, problem situation, one approach fails. You search for alternative solutions. Adam, no switching to plan B.
1: Greg Arabar is with us as part of our special tribute to Ed Asner. Greg is talking about some of Ed Asner's many, many, many credits as a voice actor. In movies and on television, Ed Asner passed away Sunday, August 29th at age 91.
0: One other thing I wanted to mention is that one of the things at Hanna-Barbera that they were most proud of, especially Joe Barbera, because he was the one who pushed more for the TV movies than, uh, than Hanna did. Hanna was a cartoon guy. he came from that from the early days. Barbera loved Hollywood and loved all of the aspects of the entertainment industry. And so there was a uh, a period where they were making quite a few TV movies. Uh, Hard Case was the first one with Clint Walker. And then they did Bell Star with Elizabeth Montgomery. Uh, The very mature subject matter in some of them. The Beasts Are in the Streets. Um, And a lot of them are on Warner Archive uh, video. Uh, Some of them are... Pretty good. Some of them are not pretty good. But one of the all-time best TV movies ever made was a Hanna-Barbera production, and it starred Ed Asner, and it was called The Gathering.
1: At Asner and Maureen Stapleton. It was a
0: Christmas-themed drama.
1: With Maureen Stapleton.
0: Maureen Stapleton and Lawrence Pressman. Yes. And uh, she got an Emmy nomination for it. The, the show, I believe... I believe one, or was nom- it got about four nominations. But it was really, really well done because it was about a father who just, it, you know, it was a little bit of like the film that Robert De Niro made called Everything's Fine where he went around that because it was a movie he was able to travel around and see all the children who they never connected with him and see where their lives were that he wasn't aware of. And in this case, he was dying and they all came to see him and you got to know each one of these different children and how they were kind of reluctant and you got to know what issue they had with him. And so it told a lot of these stories and then brought them all together. And it was a very relatable thing, uh, whether or not you had necessarily contentious relationships with that particular family member. I don't know of any family that doesn't have something contentious with somebody in their family. And holidays, while they can be wonderful, they can also bring together not everybody wonderful. As Bonnie Hunt said once so wisely, everything is going great until somebody says, what did you mean by that? (laughs) So, you know, this movie kind of... The, this movie kind of touched on that in a very beautiful way, and it was fabulously written and directed. Randall Kleiser directed it, so it was it was movie quality. And they made a lot of great stuff, and this was one of the best things they ever did. And Ed Asner's one of his finest performances was in this. There was a sequel that wasn't quite so good because he, of course, I'm not going to give it away. He was dying, so guess what? He wasn't in the sequel more a little more soapy. Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. was another executive guy, and it was about more unstable than having to get used to dating again and all that. And it was nice, but it was more TV movie-ish. It didn't sort of transcend the TV movie. That yeah. was The Gathering part, too. It,
1: it was a sequel in many respects in that the sequel never quite lives up to the original.
0: Yeah, but fortunately, we didn't have the Beasts Are in the Streets part two. So. Uh...
1: <laughs> Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Greg Airbar <laughs> is our animation scholar. Yeah. He, he knows everything there is to know about Hanna-Barbera, the good and the bad. He will watch the good and he will watch the not-so-good and he will recommend the good. Stop the watch. And
0: you know, some of the not-so-good is, is pretty good in retrospect. Yeah. And some of the stuff that's considered not so good is good. And it's all in how you look at it. And I liked some of that stuff quite. And there's also people who grew up with it who love it too. So um, you just have to look. It's all, again, it's all relative. And you have to look at where they were and where we were. And, uh, you know, I just don't like the blanket statements about.
1: Well, there are no right or wrong answers when it comes to what we like and what we don't like you know right. there there are no right or wrong answers and as we talk about many times in our program even something that may not be tiffany level there's there's usually some good to find and as we talk about before Professional people put these things together. When a team of editors and writers work together, they all work together to make their best possible product. Nobody sets out to make something bad.
0: No, no. It's as, as funny, I mentioned Randall Kleiser, and I was just reading a book about uh, uh, the Beach Party movies, and Annette's last movie in that genre was actually a... They started making hot rod movies in the late 60s and her last two were uh and i know we're getting off ed asner but randall kleiser uh thunder alley was her last one and it was a little more adult than the other ones and uh there was this guy randy kleiser who was in his teens who was hanging around the studio and going up on the catwalks and watching and observing and just drinking in all of the details of filmmaking to the point where they were very friendly to the staff was very friendly and said, hey, why don't you just come down? You want to be in the crowd scenes? You want to have a small role? And he said, sure. And it was through that was like the movie that started started him on the set of that movie where he started learning about how to make movies. Yeah, it was this Annette movie. With Fabian called Thunder
1: Alley. Yeah, I have a colleague who worked on a lot of the AIP Pictures, the beach party movies produced by American International Pictures. And his go to line is they employed a lot of people for a sustained number of years in the late 60s, early 1970s. And so. You can't just denigrate them as, as a genre picture because, you know, a lot of, as, as they say, a lot of professional people worked on them, and that's a good thing. Okay, any final thoughts on Ed Asner?
0: Yes, he actually has a new series. Uh, speaking of Up, uh, one of the very last voice work things he did was he reprised his role of Carl Fredrickson, for a uh, limited series on Disney Plus called Duck Days, it's uh, there's only five of them right now. I don't know if they made more, but they're um, short cartoons with him and that wonderful dog character, Squirrel. Um, <laughs> that uh, <laughs> I we just love Doug, you know he's just a cute dog we got the kids like storybooks with him it's just my name is doug and i love you forever i mean it's just a great dog and uh so i'm i haven't watched them yet but i can't wait because doug's a great character and just putting him with carl is just brilliant and that's something that is going to be worth seeing it's too bad there's i mean Maybe there's more, but even five little gems is worth it. So he never stopped
1: working. He he never stopped working. He had at least two things in the works that I know of, one of which we mentioned earlier in the program. He and Jamie Farr were going to do a stage reading of a play called Two Jews Talking. and um he did a i think it was called a, a, another gin game it was an it was a staged reading about a month ago as we recorded this conversation Ruta Lee was part of the cast so he at the end of the day and this kind of circles back to how we started our conversation it didn't matter whether it was animated or or live action, it didn't matter whether it was done for film or television or done for the stage. He was an actor. He was a working actor, and a working actor always looks for a good part, uh, the best possible part he can find or she can find at any given time. And as we mentioned before, and as Ed mentioned at least once in our conversations with him. He appreciated Up particularly, but he appreciated all the work he did in animation because it gave him work at a time when the phone wasn't ringing.
0: Yeah, I believe he called Up uh, a rebirth for him.
1: It was. It was very much so. It was very, very much a rebirth for him.
0: And I heard him on your show and saw the work he was doing, and while he was slower because of his age... He was no less sharp, he was no less acerbic and and funny and he was still Ed Asner. Yeah. And he passed away, but he passed away kicking and fighting. That's that's the way to go. You know, you wanna you wanna be doing what you love right up to the last and being with who you love right up to the last moment. That's that's the way to be. That's 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 a life well lived.
1: Take a quick time out. Jeffrey Mark will join us as we continue our tribute to Ed Asner.